0: Retired from acting at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: Was that a comedy chicken?
0: No, it's a comedy cat who <laughs> was blaming me for <laughs> the rain.
1: <laughs> That's one of the podcats
0: It's one of the, One of them is walking around shouting, at the other one is just sleeping, occasionally looking at me to ask why I'm still talking. Are you going to bark all day?
1: just
0: a big
1: look of your imagination
0: here's johnny you are a sad strange little man these will it. don't fail me again Rosebud. hello ho ho and welcome you're listening to the popcorn bucket podcast with Ben and Rob this is a regular look at the wonderful world of films film franchises and film nonsense this week is a franchise fatigue episode in which we should take a franchise and look at the high points, the low points, and everything in between to sort the perfect possible of popcorn from the sad sandstone bits at the bottom of the buckets. This week, in a continuation of our Blight Before Christmas miniseries, the random popcorn maker film topic has popped out, Home Alone, which we'll be discussing with full spoilers from the outset. This time, we'll be discussing the cinematic releases of Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and Home Alone 3.
1: Yes, that third one getting a theatrical release did surprise me genuinely thought it was all direct-to-video after that.
0: It didn't surprise me as much as Scarlett Johansson being in it surprised me.
1: Mmm. Yes. i got a thing about her in, in a bit about her in this movie, not just in general. You've got,
0: you got a thing about her?
1: Yeah, I think everyone does. But not in this film. It's a good thing that we're recording this and I can just clip that out. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, Home Alone, baby. Can't get much more Christmas classic than this.
0: Well, this year, The First Home Alone has been selected for the you know the Americans preserve films, don't
1: they? Yes, I mean all countries preserve films, but yes, they they put them in the uh, the library for preservation and because of cultural significance. Yep. And uh, is is that why is that why it, uh, Macaulay Culkin? was doing some press recently, I think.
0: Oh, maybe. I mean he's yeah. he reprises the role every couple of years. He did it a year or two ago for as an advert for Google Assistant.
1: Mm. So yeah, so it's his culturally significant. And to be honest, I I you know, this is one of the most famous sort of movie concepts going. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Well just give us the rundown of the first one. We'll get we'll get into it.
0: Okay, it was released.
1: Yes, it was. In
0: 1992. In
1: 1990? 1990,
0: yeah, the the second one was 92, I think. Same year as Muppet's Christmas Carol. Uh, An eight-year-old troublemaker mistakenly left home alone must defend his home against a pair of burglars on Christmas Eve. It was directed by Chris Columbus and written and produced by John Hughes. Starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Heard and Catherine O'Hara music by John yes. Williams. The music in this actually um, I recently went to Center Parks, which is an amazing place to go for Christmas. It's, it's the the lights and everything are, are fantastic It's, 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 it's probably magical and they've got a giant Christmas tree that you can walk through that's, that's lit up and has you know color changing lights and occasionally it'll spray fake snow from from sort of near the top and it plays Christmas music as well so or all Christmas Christmas Eve music. But like from films, so sometimes it'll play something from like Before Christmas. Often it'll play Harry Potter uh, music because some of that's mm. quite Christmassy, and then it'll play a lot from Home Alone.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good score. I mean, it's John Williams. Yes, Dude's a genius. Yes. Are we being paid by Center Parks? Is there is there a brand deal that I'm not aware of?
0: I mean, I really like Center Parks, but I I don't think they would like us advertising for them.
1: Okay. Just you know if suddenly you're talking about and the value of the family saver ticket or whatever if you start talking about that then I'm gonna get very sick. I mean
0: there's a lot of things for, there's a lot of things for the whole family to do it is it's a fun time for all the family of all, of all ages
1: and where can people find out more information Rob can they check the website yeah
0: obviously okay just book book, on, book online <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: if if we were advertising yeah. you'd have to say something like, and the only C word I'm going to use this week is centre parks.
1: That's the thing, man. I'd have to sell myself out. I, I would have to be all on my best behaviour and shit. And I, I don't like being that. I like being uncut. Take that however you want.
0: Well, I recommend you go to centre parks so you can really be yourself in the confines of a woodland environment. <laughs>
1: So, yes, Rob, Hmm. what do you think of Home Alone?
0: Um, I can remember liking it as a kid, and then not liking it, and now watching it with my own children, I am now saying to them what my dad was saying to me, which is, that's dangerous, he died from that, that's silly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's, and I say this with the best world in the world, that's a your family thing, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, it's like, that would definitely hurt. No, it, it yeah, he'd be dead. <laughs> I can imagine that being that being the sort of uh ben, your family Christmas type thing. <laughs> I love the fact well, that you're sitting there going, No. No, that's very dangerous. Oh, don't be doing that. I mean surely they get that it's cartoony violence they have.
0: You yeah, know? I know, but there's always there's always a worry in the in the back of my head. Like, am, I, am I showing them a manual of ideas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than other than doing the health and safety Kind of report on the film. Mm. What do you think of it now?
0: It doesn't make my Christmas rotation, and it's unlikely to. Mm. I I I find um, Kevin quite irritating. I, I do think there is a point in uh, in in your life where you sort of like when you stop getting excited by snow because it means you're going to struggle to get into work or whatever. I think that. There comes a point in your life, that's when you know you're a grown-up, is when you watch it and think, that kid needs to be put away. <laughs> the, my, my, my I, I do like the online... I mean, most online theories are stupid with film, but I do like the fact that the idea that he grew up to be Jigsaw in the Saw films.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: But, yeah, he, he uh, Kevin the Kid is unlikable. The entire family is so unlikable, I find.
1: Well, you're not a fan of Buzz? No. Or Uncle Frank.
0: Uncle Frank, I like.
1: Because <laughs> he's like the only normal one.
0: Yeah. Um, Although but nah, a I just,
1: little jerk is is a little the the way he says it with such venom is a bit much.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 But now the thing, so Kevin, Kevin says to it, like you know about how he doesn't want his family. You know, he wishes to go away and stuff. No, he's 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 not a nice kid. He deserves to be left home alone. He deserves. it.
1: And you're a parent. You say. <laughs> do you think your viewers changed because you're a parent now
0: no I no, i I'd, I'd stopped liking it a long long time ago i I' I, don't, I mean I guess visually it looks it it almost looks like a stereotypical I guess this is kind of what us in the UK think an American Christmas is like with the massive houses and the lights and the snow
1: I must admit the the absolute palace that they live in I yeah I was trying to
0: Google you know what what they do I wasn't trying I did Google what, uh, what what his parents do to afford such a big house. And it is just his dad is a businessman. Yeah. Which is really vague.
1: He he does business at the business office and yeah. comes back with lots of money.
0: That so he can afford to fly his family out well and extended family out to Paris on Christmas Eve, um and fly back on on Christmas Day. It's all um yeah. Maybe he's yeah. a businessman for for the mob or something.
1: <laughs> uh, well I mean, the thing is, I think, I think it is correct. Like, I, I think that as a kid, this is this is exactly what you want. That that whole thing oh, about it's being that's a wish fulfillment, it, isn't it? Yeah. It, well, exactly. It's it's not only it's not only being left alone so that you can watch what you want on TV and eat you, what you want, eat all the junk food, and you know, play pranks and do whatever. It's also it's also got that thing. Which I find interesting in kids' movies, where they take a fear of a kid and then show the kid overcoming it as a thing. So, like, one yes. one of the, the reasons, one of the the uh, theories for why Ghostbusters is still so successful, it's because it it's it's giving the power back to you know the kids can imagine they're a Ghostbuster. So the thing that scares them, you know, the, the unknown, the supernatural things that go bump in the night they can actually do something about it because they're they're like a Ghostbuster. They've got the proton pack and whatever. And and in this, you know, being left on your own. I mean, I think we all had a thing when we we're young about like getting stranded from your mom or parent in mm. a supermarket or something. And it's, it's a horrible, horrible feeling.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, so, so being, being left in the house on your own and everything, yeah, is a, is a terrifying concept, but then, we see him having fun with it. And often he's talking to the camera, you know. Uh, they have a lot of kind of like just straight on him talking to the camera things. Or, you know, like so So we're, we're, we're part of the fun. So when, when you see him doing all the things that, you know, he shouldn't do in the house. Yeah, it's absolute wish fulfillment. And then making adults look stupid and it's it's like a game then rather than you know a a fight for survival but uh yeah it it's it's an odd one i've never been the biggest fan of home alone i Hmm. appreciate it i i i see where it fits in the whole thing and the fact that it spawned so many imitators Hmm. including you know from its own franchise um I think, you know, it, it, it zeroes in on that kid wish fulfillment thing. And there's something, it's like, it's like something like Transformers, which, you know, it's a car and it's a robot. That's two things kids love so damn much. The fact they put them together, it's absolute catnip for kids. Kidnip. You know, and I, I've said it before, and I think I think Home Alone is part of that. It's that sort of, it's it's perfect kid stuff. Yeah, I think I think he is a mouthy little shit at the start and and i think that you know the fact that they're all sort of hurrying around and whatever yeah none of them particularly nice except maybe the mum but that's Catherine O'Hara, you know so but yeah it's it's an odd one because it's still enjoyable i still enjoy it but i don't i don't like it that much it's, I, I don't know what it is. No, I just, no. I can't, I can't, even though I saw this as a kid, I can't get back into that sort of mindset where I can enjoy it for what it is anymore. I, I
0: I can, I can remember, you know, sort of everyone talking about it in school and particularly the second one came out. And I think I, even then, I don't think I was ever as excited about it as everyone else. And I think I maybe sort of went along with it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's all right. Mm. Um Yeah, it's, the, the, yeah, there's some, I just find Kevin quite mean and like. even before he starts trying to kill some innocent burglars,
1: <laughs> the wet bandits.
0: Yeah, John Candy's good in it. I like John Candy.
1: Yeah. Oh, who doesn't love John Candy? He is. Yeah. He is lovely.
0: I was also surprised just how long it takes to, before he starts setting traps.
1: Yeah, I was. Because like I was a said, lot to The last on. half hour is is the trap stuff. The the rest of yeah. it is is. Him goofing around at home and them being worried that he's at home alone. No, it's a, I mean, I think, I think it's a very kind of like well done script in a lot of ways. In the fact that, it's, you know, I, I've talked before, set up and payoff. So, you know, the dad says to Kevin about cleaning up his micro machines.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, he yeah. uses
1: that as a trap later. And, and, you know, so, and, you know, the spider, we, we, We've already seen the spider before and we've we're kept where the spider is in things so that when he does just pluck it from a step and put it on uh Daniel stone's face like you know it you know it's not just like where the hell did that spider come from we know yeah yeah and I I do like the fact that the thing he's scared of is the is the sort of furnace in the basement that's the Yeah, that's, that's the been used in a
0: few films, isn't it? Sort of goes I suppose, yeah, you, you are sort of creeped out by you know noises in the house and what have you, and things you can't control. I guess.
1: Yeah, but I I like the fact that he, that's you know he's not he's not scared of the. Well, he is initially scared of the the wet bandits, but like I like the fact that he actually kind of swallows his fear. He's just like, nope, I'm not gonna not gonna be afraid anymore. And um, and the way he kind of like steals himself to then deal with the basement and and the furnace as well is great. Mm. Yeah, they have they have lots of cool things um, in it where just like nice little touches where you see that. That, you know, when they're handing out passports and everything at the beginning, you see that Kevin's passport was actually thrown in the bin.
0: Yeah, so he wouldn't have got there anyway.
1: Well, yeah, but that was that was the reason when they were going through the passport stuff. You know, that's the reason why they didn't go. "Oh, Oh. Kevin.
0: Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, and and the uh, the neighbour's kid being counted as Kevin, which is why they sort of
1: yeah,
0: yeah, you, know, you, you know that's why they assumed they had enough people straight away, and
1: yeah, it's it it is a very very well done script.
0: Apparently, that was because John Hughes was worried that it would make Catherine a mother incredibly unlikable. Because she forgot her kid, so they had to make it watertight as to why she'd forget him.
1: Mm. Well, and that's the thing—they're in first class, aren't they? When when the kids yeah. are in coach on the on the plane, so already you're thinking, yeah. But yeah, she gets that horrible feeling, and then <gasps> Kevin.
0: Apparently, Macaulay Culkin still calls her mum, if they speak.
1: That's really nice. Hmm. That's really nice. But yeah, it, it's it's an odd one because. I think, yes, him being smart in the way that he he staves off the bandits for the longest time because of he manages to sort of like trick them into thinking that people are at home, yes, yeah, so yeah. so he has so he has you know the kind of like mannequins and and whatever, and again, we' see them all beforehand. it's not they didn't just like pull them out of nowhere. We have seen all these things, including the Michael Jordan. Cardboard cutout, which he has sellotape to a stick, sellotape to a train going around the tracks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like there's a party in the house. Yeah, rocking around the Christmas tree, playing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, which is which is great. My favourite bit of this is is the the sort of the subplot with the the neighbour, the snow shovel killer. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think uh, his name's Marley, isn't it? Because of you know Jacob Marley. Yes. But, yeah. But I think that is very very well done. And uh, and I, I think the whole kind of things being scary until you actually kind of almost confront them or or just, you know, kind of like to a kid, you know, the world is scary. And of course, Kevin would believe a story like that. But uh, but I, I like I like their their chat in the church. I thought that was a really, really genuinely touching scene.
0: And that they're both going through similar things, you know. They're both fall out the family. They're both home alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, and and it's it's it it's such a kind of like, oh, he had an argument with his son, and you know, and and that's it. And he hasn't spoken to him for ages. And it's just, it's just nice. And then then when he's, when Kevin finally looks out his family's back and everything, he he, looks out and he sees, he sees uh him embracing his family and taking them. In. It's it's lovely. And that's, the, you know, that's the thing that while Kevin is a little shit for most of it, he does learn some humility and he does learn the value of his family. You know, he does wish them away, but then, dear God, does he want them back? Mm. You know, which is, I think is a good lesson. I think, you know, f- Christmas families are kind of. You know, if they're anything like the Christmases I had growing up, your families are kind of thrown together, and you kind of have to get on, even though you might might not get on with cousins or whatever. And but you know, they're your family, they, so you you kind of have to tolerate them. So yeah, I think it has a good message about Christmas and family time and all that. And I I think that yes, that this this the incredible violence that's in this film. Uh, only takes up a small bit, but it is the yeah. most powerful stuff, isn't it? It really the, is. The,
0: the, the two that, like, properly... Oh, actually, this, this time around, I had elbow sympathy pains when they slipped over on the steps. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the two proper wincing... I, I, I'll call it the rope to the uh, to the chair of Casino Royale thing. Oh, with is, the sympathy pains, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um is the iron to the face and the nail through the foot
1: nail to the foot always gets me because it, it's the it's the slow thing it's the it's the the sticky tar on the steps mm. so he's had to step out of his shoes and then step out of his socks and then and then just yeah the shot the side shot of him standing on the nail is uh horrific <laughs> um, and
0: because it, it's quite slow as well <laughs>
1: yeah, it is it is uh the 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 uh the hot doorknob Gets me as well. Anything, anything with hand burning and whatever. It's just because I know okay. the sort of. I mean, normally when it happens, it happens to bad people. So the only things I can think of, which you know, are it happens to bad people, are Joe Pesci and um, the Nazi and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, but still, it it sucks. So yeah, the iron definitely. It's because it's one of those old cast iron things. It's just it's so damn heavy. That killed him, yeah <laughs> absolutely cape to skull in.
0: I did like the uh, the my, my favorite pratfall in this is the one when H- Harry and what's the other guy's name? Marv Marv, Marv go, uh Marv goes back out of the basement and closes the door and you just see the outline of him slip again on the on the floor outside.
1: yes, yeah, well, simple stuff, like an icy kind of steps and whatever I mean, yeah, God, you can do yourself some serious damage on those. But yeah, it, it's, it's super fun. And, and yes, incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And yes, they would have died many times over. But then we're dealing with cartoon logic here. So we're okay, because the paint cans to to the, uh, the, the heavily swung paint cans to the to the face. I mean, Jesus, hmm. there is there is something that it just it is absolutely dialed into a kid mentality. And I can see why this is a perennial favorite because if you are a kid or you can get in the mindset of a kid, or you know, or you're nostalgic for it because again, Christmas time is the time for that sort of thing. Then yeah, it can work for you, but it doesn't. It doesn't quite work for me. No, not me. I don't think it ever has properly worked for me. It's never been on my favorites. I it. I feel Christmassy after it, but it's and I can I. I'm not annoyed that it's a Christmas classic like Jingle All The Way. Jingle All The Way kind of annoys me that it's it's considered a Christmas classic. Yeah, okay, but,
0: I'd agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah.
1: But Home Alone doesn't annoy me. God, we are sounding like proper fucking Scrooges, aren't we? To oh, Jingle All The Way's rubbish, and Home Alone isn't as good as everyone says. Bah, oh, humbug. But it's, it's, it's not. It's just, you know, we're old men now. Then we look back on this, and, and we've lived long enough to know that we're right. So, you know... True. Home Alone is a brilliant, it's the best version of it it can be, I think. And and I can understand why it was so popular. It just doesn't personally work for me. And didn't so, as a kid, but, you know, different personalities.
0: Moving on to Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Mm.
1: Released in
0: 1992, again directed by Chris Columbus. And starring more or less the same people from the first film.
1: Except Tim Curry's in it.
0: Except Tim Curry's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what do you think of this one?
0: Uh, I like this one even less. It's less Christmassy, even though they go to New York, which, as we all know, is the home of Christmas.
1: They invented Christmas.
0: They did, they did. It's quite irritating because all the kind of, as you said, at the end of the last film, the first film, he had, although not changed his ways, he had come to appreciate how much he does love his family, whereas that's forgotten in this. And there's even a bit where Catherine O'Hara says to him that, you know, last time you said like this, think of what happened. He's like, yeah, well, I want it to happen again. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And, and the fact the family do the same thing at the airport, I just find it more irritating than anything. I, I quite like the, the fake out at the, begin, the beginning where they think they've missed Kevin in the... um, You in think he's car. asleep in his bed again. Mm. And in, in the, airport, uh, the airport shuttle bus thing. And then he's sort of been in the front all along, just out of view. I, I quite like that, bit. but like them losing him at the plane, and it's just just it, it's so contrived. I mean, the the first one was contrivance, whereas this one I find it really irritating because it just felt like no one had learned anything. Uh, oh, yeah. The traps, none of the traps are particularly Christmassy. They are all incredibly violent this time round, including the bit where he is you know throwing bricks from a roof at someone.
1: I forgot to say that the. I think Marv going through the, the window and standing on the baubles. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. So yeah. the, the broken glass and all that, that's nasty. But yes, lots of Christmassy stuff. I mean, there shouldn't be a sequel. There shouldn't no. be. The, the, it, it works as its own thing. And as you said, Kevin has learned the lesson that, yes, his family may suck sometimes, but he he couldn't do without them.
0: Or do it about uh, other kids and, and and about, um you know, you know the same as trying to break into another family house. It just felt, yeah, it, it's it's so contrived. This,
1: yeah, this kind of thing with the, because uh, I mean, you know, he's he's got to be psychic at this point because he he records the things on the talk boy that he definitely needs. For... I
0: didn't know that the talk boy was invented for this film. Well, it it was just a prop made for the film, and then they had to make a toy of it afterwards.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I I always thought it it existed, but I, I guess I was wrong. I guess it because I, I
0: remember existed. seeing it in the Argus catalog, and then there was a talk girl. If you were a girl, which was pink, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was really surprised to see that this this was a it was made by Tiger Electronics, as a because, promotional because time. of this film. Mm. Well, they they made it for the film because I think Hasbro sort of dropped out at the last minute of, of making the prop. But so, um, Tiger Electronics made a, made a model, and then it was released as a as an actual toy. Because and that was in the Ar- Argus catalog for years until nineteen ninety nine. There were d- different versions of it, including a pen version.
1: Weirdly enough, actually, now that you said that, I do remember a pen version. Yeah. I don't remember the actual sort of thing, but I d- well, I I knew of it as a thing from Home Alone 2 But the pen version, I do remember.
0: Um, reading about it, it said that um, Toys R Us had a problem because many parents found that when they bought it for their kids, it, it had um really rude language already recorded on the tape. And that's because <laughs> there was a try-me function in the shop. So people <laughs> go in and just record swear words on the tape as on the try-me function. So that's when awesome. the kids got it home and played it, it was full of swears.
1: Had I been around then, I would have definitely done that.
0: Are you the sort of person that rearranges like candles with letters on in shops?
1: I've, I've done it once or twice.
0: Yeah. This week...
1: <laughs> yeah no I haven't done it recently but I I have done that once or twice and uh and yeah and any any toy with the try me button I've got to do it so yes yeah this one is definitely very contrived because obviously it is they've got to do the, it's it's the hangover too all over again it's like how do we how do we do this but different they do they do have the whole thing where he he ends up with his dad's money and credit card so that he goes to New York and while well, they're going to Florida and yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't quite work the same. Although it's interesting that the oft quoted line "Merry Christmas, you filthy animals." Hmm. That comes from this one, not the first one. Does it? Yeah. the The first one, he says, "Keep the change, you filthy." animals.
0: Oh, he does. Yes, of course, he does. He's he using for the pizza, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I didn't this know that one, it's a, it, it, they're made up films, aren't they? Angels with Filthy Souls and Angels with Even Filthy Souls. Even,
1: even Filthy Souls, which is a good gag.
0: But I, I wasn't sure whether it's meant to be a bit of an in-joke that Angels with, with Even Filthy Souls looks to be exactly the same as Angels with Filthy Souls. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. That was sort of a meta comment, uh, comment on this film. Probably. But there is a song called Angels with Filthy Souls on, oh, sorry, with Filthy Souls on the soundtrack to Electra the film. Oh, weird. Hmm. It's
1: a weird Home Alone reference. It's got to be.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I imagine so.
1: So, yes. So, yes. You hear Merry Christmas, you filthy animal and whatever, but that's from Home Alone 2. I Uh, see. So so you could be a hit at your work Christmas parties if you haven't had it yet and go, well, actually, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal is from Home Alone 2 lost in New York. And then see how... Stop doing impressions of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> but it, it yeah the, i mean it does the same it's does the same kind of gags you know it it's there are there are two two kind of like edits in this that I really like one is the wet bandits you see that they've escaped from prison and it's on yeah. a, on a newspaper, and then the newspaper kind of uses to wipe the screen almost like as as the newspaper blows away the 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 scene f- fades away hmm. okay, okay. And then you get an edit when Kevin is in the limo watching The Grinch, who's yes. done Christmas. You got the, re, the the famous bit with the Grinch where he has that sort of really evil grin. And then you you, you fade from that to Tim Curry's face. Which
0: Doing is the same expression. It's <laughs> incredible.
1: <laughs> you gotta love Tim Curry. Mm. But he's not he's not allowed to do too much. I I I had a memory of him being a lot more evil. And he's he's not for the most part he's he's snooty, and he's yeah. suspicious, but he's not like he's not like the big bad of the whole thing. Whereas I I had it in my head that he was kind of more of a sort of flamboyant villain. But he gets pretty humbled by Kevin straight away, and because he falls for the inf- the old inflatable clown in the shower trick. Yes. <laughs> so yes, but this one. Yes, with the wet bandits. Well, now the sticky bandits, they want to be known as. And I do like, I think, with the second one, they made Marv dumber as a thing. Harry was the brain yeah. of the operation. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which, you know, he was always kind of like the dumber of the two, I guess. But they made him kind of like even more cartoonishly dumb yes. yeah. in this one, which I think is a is a bit... More it's because he got hit by the head
0: and an iron in the first
1: Well, time. I mean, to be honest, yeah, and he wouldn't be winning any prizes after being hit by so many bricks in this one. Mm. And I I do I do like that Joe Pesci kind of like leans into, almost like, you know when Muttley is cursing out Dick and He's like, Rast your Pesci, yeah. ring, rest your ring. That's what Joe Pesci does for a lot of this film. That's <laughs> like, because he's he...
0: trying not to swear in front <laughs> of Macaulay Culkin.
1: <laughs> I know what, well, you give him any... Room to improv, and it's going to be swearing because Joe Pesci's amazing at swearing. So yeah, so I like that that was part of it. But yeah, it it's it's kind of I I like the fact they almost you know they they have the sort of near misses in New York. Um, but I always felt that it was a real missed opportunity that they don't have any like proper carnage in the toy store. I
0: from my memory was that he set up traps in the toy store. Yeah, not at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he does. He leads
0: them away and does it in a, in a renovated house or a house that's being renovated.
1: Yeah, it's it's such, but that's such a missed opportunity. Surely a kid yeah. in a toy store could come up with all sorts of creative carnage.
0: Particularly, as it's called it's called Operation Ho Ho Ho. His plan, isn't it? So, yeah. I, so I I remember that bit, and I assumed it would be yeah, sort of toy toy store carnage.
1: Well, and he knows that he knows their plan. He knows that they're going to be there at a certain time, and so mm. yes obviously we see him setting up traps at the at the the house that's being renovated but like the i you could have way more fun with the toy stuff and then go to the renovated because then i suppose the toy stuff would just be to irritate them or get them so mad that they chase him rather than you know rather than actually do some damage whereas then you get into the the house renovation where there are you know properly nasty things including nail guns and all sorts
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So, yes, always thought I was a missed opportunity. I like, his, I like his chat with who eventually turns out to be the owner of uh, Duncan's toy chest, uh, Mr. Duncan. Yeah. And the sort of turtle doves type thing. Yes. I mean, it is very movie-like, you know, because it's just like, oh, he gets two, so he's going to give that to someone. I wonder who that's going to be. Could it be the bird lady who we've already seen? <laughs> you know, like, of course. Well,
0: what's she going to hang that on?
1: she's just going to have it in her pocket. It's a memento. It doesn't have to be practical. Not all these things have to be practical, Robert. <laughs> Yet this one has the sort of kid wish fulfilment again. It, the, the limo with the, the pizza and watching TV. I mean, that was, for 1992, that was plush. You know I mean? Having a, a TV and a limo.
0: Room service.
1: Room service. Ridiculous t- ice cream. Rob Schneider in this film, doesn't work i thought he would be like the cool one at the hotel they seem to forget to have like a cool one so you have you have tim curry you have the uptight woman and you have rob snyder who's kind of just a dick you know he doesn't doesn't get to really do anything other
0: than being given chewing gum
1: other other than having a chewing gum arc so yes um i mean there's the trump cameo that that's brilliant Obviously, we love Trump here on the podcast.
0: Yes, you do.
1: Even, even in that one scene, he feels convinced. Well, apparently, he demanded a cameo because they it was were... his hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, he always knew that the media was his way to to kind of polish his brand somewhat, and so you know, having a a plush hotel and and Donald Trump in it, it's all. I mean, that's the thing. He's he's a he's an absolute shitbag of a human being, but I'd say he's good at marketing himself. Always mm. has been. But yeah, I do find it weirdly petty that some TV stations edit out that thing. Do they? yeah, and it's just like I mean, I get it. Like you know, do you know British
0: Airways edit out a bit on, uh, a bit of on Love Actually. The what now? Um, British Airways and other airlines edit Richard Branson out from Love Actually. <laughs>
1: That's so weird. I wonder if they do the same for Casino Royale. Probably. Hmm. Or oh, that one episode of Friends season.
0: Somebody has written down what Kevin ordered for room service if you want. Go Two on. chocolate cakes, six chocolate mousses with chocolate, vanilla and strawberry ice cream topped with M&M's, chocolate sprinkles, cherries, nuts, marshmallows, caramel syrup, chocolate syrup, strawberry syrup, whipped cream and bananas, six custard flans, a pastry cart, eight strawberry tarts, 36 chocolate-covered strawberries. After that he ate a big leaf and he felt much better.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh yes, that was something like nine hundred and sixty dollars, wasn't it? Yes, nine hundred and
0: sixty seven. In today's money it'll be two thousand dollars.
1: Oh Jesus. But the dad can easily afford it.
0: Yes, because he's a businessman. Of yeah. business.
1: Yeah, and he's got the he's got the credit card. I mean it's it's funny how a lot of these things are instantaneous now. So, you know, they wouldn't be calling up the credit card company to report the stolen. I think you can just press the thing on Do your it on app, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just get it done. But yeah, I, I like the I like the subplot with the bird lady actually. I I again it's that sort of like that scary yeah. you know making the making scary adults less scary. Because you have that whole thing where he's going to the park and there are a bunch of like people who are genuinely quite unsettling and would be unsettling even if you're an adult. And especially the cab driver. What the fuck is his deal? <laughs> Like he gets into the cabin and he goes, things are scary out there, and he goes, they're not that much better in here, and he's got like a milky eye and a scar and shit. Just like, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah, the bird lady, I, I quite, I quite like that. I quite like the fact that he talks to her and and they they strike up a friendship. I, I think that that that's actually rather sweet, and the fact that he, you know, in in the sort of like simple spoken kid logic way talks her into sort of like opening herself up to 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 being in love again or like interacting with people rather than just shunning society and 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 embracing an entire flock of birds that's actually a nice message i think i mean you know you kind of have to be careful with kids because you just like don't trust strangers because some strangers are strange and
0: unless they're shoveling snow or feeding birds
1: unless yeah yeah exactly um, I do think that of all the ridiculous sort of, like, violence and uh, embarrassment visited upon the wet bandits, uh, Marv's scream when he's engulfed by the pigeons is blood-curdling.
0: Mm. One <laughs> he... went in his mouth.
1: Oh, God. But yes, definitely nastier, nastier traps this time right, Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and and the first one, the first one, I the one the one that sticks with me is is Joe Pesci getting his head burnt again, but then he does an impressive handstand on a toilet, but the toilet was filled with kerosene.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: You know, I actually, I actually like that.
0: Is this the one where when Marv gets electrocuted, it's just a skeleton?
1: Yes, that is a terrifying fucking like just insert shot like.
0: just well, Bob Ross?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Because it's clear that they're going for the the cartoon cliche where you see the skeleton. Yeah. But in a, in live action, it works different, doesn't it? So it just seems <laughs> like it seems like one of those things that they saw on the fucking River Hell ride in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you know, like one of those terrifying fucking things. Like it is weirdly, weirdly kind of like arresting. You're just like, oh Jesus. I mean, yes, it was obvious what they were going for, but I don't know if I would, I would have liked that as a kid. Yeah, electricity is fun. It's just, and it's a minor inconvenience.
0: One thing I saw, because uh, obviously, you know, it's Christmas, so loads of Christmas film things being shared on Twitter and what have you, Instagram, and that, saying that the most unrealistic film thing about these films is that that the parents oversleep in a house full of that many children.
1: <laughs> That's true. Why did they oversleep in the first one? The second one was they they oh it was a was it a power cut?
0: The the storm knocked over yeah knocked out oh, yeah. power
1: cut. Yeah, the second one he he unplugs it and plugs it back in because he's got the ch- battery yeah. charger or something. a brookie mistake.
0: And no one else has clocks. And you would have thought after last year they'd set several alarms.
1: Yeah, yeah, have like a mechanical alarm clock rather than digital. Ooh. But uh, but there you go. They did it again. Oh. So well. So you actually thought that this one is is worse than than the first one?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: I kind of see them as the same. Basically, I I think that they both have strengths and weaknesses, but in in different places. Um, it, this it's one feels of...
0: much more cynical and violent than the other one. The other one has a slight amount of charm, but yeah, and two, I find nastier in a way particularly the 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 i uh, uh, the leaps and stretches it has to get to to get in the same situation and then the is is, is annoying and then the the traps are mean it is almost sore level
1: mm. did this is this is may i may have missed the actual uh setup thing did the Wet Bandits set a trap for him, like icing the 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 sidewalk thing, or was it just icy anyway, and he slipped on it? It's know, just like, icy anyway. he it's, oh, it's okay. just slipped. It's just nice because he gets to do his own pratfall, which is mm. uh, which is nice. Yes, it's it's it is a it is a weirdly mean spirited movie. I know that they're bad guys. They're obviously bad guys, but then also Marv is kind of dumber and nicer a lot of the time. So like when when he takes their picture with the Polaroid camera and he's like, smile, and then and then Marv does. Like, that just makes me like him.
0: Yeah.
1: And what happened with the gold tooth from the first one? I was expecting some kind of payoff for that. Oh, yeah. Maybe they melted it down and became even richer. Maybe the dad could buy the business office.
0: All right, so Home Alone 3, released in 1997, directed by... Uh Raya Gosnell.
1: Ryan Gosling.
0: Gosnell. Starring Alex D. Linz and Haviland Morris. And Scarlett Hansen. Lenny von Dolan David Thornton, Kevin Kilner, James Sato, and Roy Kilstedt. Yep. Alex Pruitt, an eight year old boy living in Chicago, must fend off international spies who seek a top secret computer chip in his toy car. Mm. I had not seen this.
1: I didn't think I had either. I think i had
0: the whole computer chip um ending up in a toy
1: is very small that. soldiers <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that although as
0: well. sm- small soldiers came out afterwards
1: mm. i i think this was the late 90s where it was uh you know computer chi- chips were just like a shortcut for magic because <laughs> people yes, didn't quite yes. understand computer stuff so it's just like it does magic stuff don't worry about it it's funny because i i looked at the sort of reviews on Letterboxd and IMDb and other places of this, like the actual like people reviews rather than critics. Mm. And a lot of the, a lot of people were saying this is an insult to the first two films and blah, blah, blah. I actually thought this kid was better than Macaulay Colkin.
0: I thought he was charming. Actually the kid compared to Macaulay Colkin. I thought he was, yeah. All, all right. Um, I found yeah. this film actually weirdly more charming overall than the others. It does feel like a directed video as was or DVD. Oh no, it's streaming. streaming now. Yeah, so Yeah, right. um, get
1: get what the times, granddad.
0: Yeah, sorry, you young whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it, it feels a lot lower budget than this. Like it, even his house, just it, it feels almost like a cardboard cutout of. Of the first two films, or sort of like a cardboard impression of the first two yeah. films, but I found him much more likeable the kid.
1: Yeah, I did. I think I think that sort of. I mean, Macaulay Culkin was like our generation's sort of like kid superstar actor.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he, like, he and uh, Mara Wilson.
1: Oh yes, yeah. But I always found him. Yes, he had that sort of precocious quality, but like. I, I don't know I I didn't find a lot of his stuff seemed like an adult take on it on what a kid was doing whereas yeah. this this kid seems more kid like yeah and uh, yeah so well he
0: is that much younger as well he he is he is playing his age whereas yeah. Macaulay Culkin was, it was a couple years older than Kevin
1: yeah but it's 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 odd to me that that people are like oh he doesn't have he doesn't have that sort of charisma that that Macaulay Culkin did yeah yeah he does. I think I think he's he's all right. He's no yeah, bother. he's a he's
0: a he's, he's he's a cuter kid, isn't he? I think than uh, than than McGonagall
1: I think so. He's he's got kind of like you can see that he he runs away with his imagination a little bit, and and that's part of the whole thing. That's why they didn't believe him at the start. It's just like a kid version of Rear Window because he's got the telescope yes. and everything. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah Seeing yeah. things, and he's and and they're like, no, no, that's not how it is.
0: So I do quite like that actually. That that, that that this one explains, you know, why he doesn't go to the police eventually, or or I mean, because no one believes him up at this point. It also explains why he's so good with setting traps because he's like a science whiz.
1: Yeah, and one of the cops, who is he, Rob?
0: He's the uh, the janitor from Scrubs.
1: Yeah, Neil Flynn. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and Scott Johansson plays his elder sister. It, both his siblings suck. I, I, you know, Buzz. Does it do as much
0: as Kevin sucks? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, Buzz, that was that was the thing I I meant to say with Home Alone Two was the fact that the whole thing where they're they're kind of like they've got the singing carols or whatever the recital, and mm. he he puts like the lights behind his ears like during his solo. Mm. Like, why weren't the family fucking pissed at him for doing that? Yeah, that, to just yeah. Give him immediately. Whereas him, well, giving he apologised, off, like, clearly... didn't he? He, he? Yeah. Well, in a sort of almost like a slick lawyer type way, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess you know he had apologised and had said a grown-up apology. What I like about yeah. that scene, just to jump back to it, is um, is Uncle Frank just sort of absolutely creased over with laughter as it all going wrong.
1: You just think, look at that dickhead kid not letting that other kid have his have his moment.
0: The entire family is is yeah. horrible.
1: So, yes, anyway, Home Alone 3, um, yeah, his his siblings aren't super, like, they're on on, on a scale from one to buzz, they're, they're not topping the scale, but they're, they're dicks. They are dicks. Although I do like the brother's line later on when they're having dinner. He's like, Alex, can you pass the false alarms? I, I mean, peas. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that legitimately made me laugh. It's an odd one, because... It does. It's obviously much lower budget. It doesn't feel like you know. I mean, obviously, I mean, especially Home Alone Two had that huge budget where they could shoot mm. in New York and and things like that. And the first one had that palatial house. This one, I mean, it's from still business. a nice Tudor house. Yeah, mm. from business. Uh there's still a nice Tudor house in a in a rich Chicagoan uh, suburb, but yeah, not quite as as uh, ornate, but. Yeah, the 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 way the way that they do it, like the, the way that the sort of like the computer chip. I mean, if I remember correctly, it was going to be used for terrorist A acts by North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why these these kind of like thugs and and assassins are actually like after it, but then they're sort of like scoping through the uh. The neighborhood because they know basically where it is but they don't know precisely where it is so they're looking in the, the different houses they're sort of professionally breaking in and alex is seeing this because he's at home with the chicken box and so he's he's seeing this and uh, and reporting it and the police are starting to get annoyed because he does it twice and then he gets in trouble with everyone so i like the fact that yes he decides then that he has to do something because no one will believe him and like, there's nothing yeah. more frustrating as a kid when no adult will believe you yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's a good kid thing as well like tapping into the fact that you know adults a lot of the time don't take you seriously because you're a kid and i, I don't think any kid likes being talked down to it's something that i really try and not do with kids in general because it's very because you know you don't have much to relate to them <laughs> you know but but then talking down to kids. Like I remember adults talking down to me as a kid and hating it. So I really of try not you to do the do, same. Benjamin. Yeah, well exactly. But it's it's an awful thing though, isn't it? I mean surely you have similar things.
0: Yeah, no, no, I know, I know.
1: It's it's so so yes, and not being believed by adults when you say something or they just they just dismiss something as as kid nonsense. And you know, fair enough, it might be kid nonsense. But like by the way, that's my rap name, kid nonsense. I think it does tap into, to that sort of kid wish wish fulfillment in a lot of ways, but not nearly to the same extent as the as the Colkin ones. This one is its own kind of beast, but I don't know. He does more. He takes down like hired goons and stuff, rather than just some bandits. Like these these are meant to be professionals, and bearing in mind they actually do most of the harm to themselves a lot of the time. Some of his traps work better than he could ever have expected because they're so fucking incompetent. Yeah. Like, especially, do you remember they're chasing the, the, the RC car into the hedge and two of them are done and they, they, they sort of dive at it at the same time and clonk heads? Like, yeah, there's no the, way he that could that have happened, planned that.
0: That happened as well when, when they nearly got some going out the attic and they both sort of, Two, two, of the, two of them wanted to be the one to catch him. So sort of knocked each other out. And yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 It's just like, you know, the, these are incompetent idiots. And and the computer chip stuff never, never kind of like convinces as a thing. But I like the fact that he does actually try and he sees the US Air Force thing on the chip. And so he just calls the recruiting office, you know, and, and then eventually it gets to the proper people and they make a beeline for Chicago one of the one of the thugs it was driving me insane where i knew him from and it, it it's uh, it's lenny van dolen he's got he's got quite distinctive blue eyes he's um he was in a film called electric dreams which i think i've mentioned before it was it, i saw the trailer for it probably hundreds of times because it was made by the same people who made the teenage mutant ninja turtles maybe the live action one and so I saw the trailer for Electric Dreams a lot. And he's he's the lead in that. And I, I, I have seen the film now. And it's, it's, yeah, it's very much of its time. But I I recognised him and I was like, I know that guy. Where do I know him from? And uh, yeah, it's from Electric Dreams.
0: Will you always be together?
1: Yeah, well, it uses that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about a PC that he... It's It's like her before her and also nothing like her. <laughs> in the way that he's battling a PC, he's like in a love triangle with a PC and a woman. So, uh, so yeah. But the 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 traps are actually kind of like I like the fact he just sticks a camcorder on top of the uh on on top of the, the car. That's all right. That's that's pretty good. He I, I like that he has di- he does have like animal friends to sort of like yeah they were dialogue off as well. What- <laughs> they
0: they were sort of um a bit over the top of those animals that they could do exactly what he wanted
1: well yeah and and that is very you know kiddy but uh but you know the the, the smart talking parrot doris the rat it's not nearly as terrible as i was led to believe to be honest this while it is lower rent lower budget and i think i think they amp the cartoony stuff up more even though it has Probably more horrific stuff. Like lots of people get electrocuted in this. Yeah, yeah. The electrocutions
0: Um, went on for quite a while, and they actually use guns in this as well. Yes. Rather than it just being a prop, they are sort of fired around a bit.
1: Yeah, but and especially, I feel really sorry for that woman, even though she's an awful woman. But like when she gets she gets stuck in the sort of mud, and then the flower pot falls on her head.
0: I found the flower pot thing quite funny, just because it was the same thing over again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but see, there's a difference between you and I, Rob. Clearly, we 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 find different things funny. Um, the m- most horrific one was the lawnmower.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was meant to be a dream <laughs> sequence in Hamlet too. That Marv was going to have sort of dreams.
1: Well, I could see why they cut it because it's ridiculously violent. Yes, that's horrible. That's that's some horror movie shit. That's some Final Destination yeah. shit right there.
0: Yeah, when when they showed the blade started spinning, and I thought, "That's, that's not going to land." No, that's how yeah. oh, It is.
1: That's that's going to do like that's going to be like a, you know, that's going to hit something, which then you know, yes, pings else off out. and knocks something else, and you know, whatever. No, no, just straight up falls on his head, gives him a weird haircut though, instead of uh, killing him.
0: Do you know what John Hughes' original plan for this was? No. That Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern were were going to come back as Harry and Marv. But and McConnell Colkin declined to declined to take the role back. So it was going to be about his cousin Fuller, which is uh, Kieran, Kieran Culkin. Culkin so yeah, so the real life brother, the one who in the film's Wet Wet's the Bed. And yeah. Fuller would be the main character. And Frank and Leslie, the parents, would have been would have been the ones who went on holiday and left him alone to defend himself against Marv and Harry. Ah. Although Pesci and Stern refused to to their roles, and Kieran felt he couldn't follow his brother as the lead, mm. and at one yeah. point it was, this was going to be a television pilot, it does look like a TV movie.
1: It does, it it does. I mean, that's, this is the thing. This is this is back when there was a a big difference between film budgets and TV budgets. Obviously, mm. we're, we're in that age now where the lines are blurred, and yeah, I think it 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 works all right it's kind of it it's very quickly over and done with once once you get the mum and she's having to step out to the office all the time and leave him alone you get that a bit but then there's no kind of like real resolution to that other than her coming home and then that's all fine like and, and i suppose you get a bit of a, an emotional thing with with mrs hess who's the 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 grouchy old woman across the way
0: Yes. Who says the immortal line? Didn't your mother ever tell you it's true to scratch yourself in the presence of a lady?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't they have a weird joke about about Alex shutting the toilet lid on his on his yes. genitals? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that was a very odd joke. And the uh, dad
0: says it to the people he's on to his work people he's on the phone with.
1: Oh, like he slanders Winky in the thing again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> such an odd odd thing. Yeah. It. <laughs> It's cu- it, it it's obviously not very good, but then I did
0: like the fact that I liked at the beginning that you had the plane going overhead, and then the mix-up instead of it being a mix-up going to Paris, the bags were Parisian bags, weren't they? I think at the shops.
1: Yes, the shops. Yeah. was
0: Parisian, and and that was what the mix-up was.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, there were there were some there were some kind of fun touches, but yes, apparently. Uh, the the freeform channel I think or something it had when they were doing a, uh, a re airing of this and Scarlett Johansson became big they edited a trailer so it looked like it was like her versus the bad guys oh wow yeah like, can you imagine how pissed you'd be if you're a Scarlett Johansson fan and want to see like one of her earlier roles and then you watch Home Alone three it's like she's barely yeah, in it. Well, that,
0: I mean, then you're like that, those people who tried to sue the makers of yesterday for not oh, putting yeah. Anna Dianis in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have more of a case. Probably. So, yeah. So this wasn't as terrible as it was expected, but my, my expectations were very, very low.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, I think that they definitely definitely aired on, more on the side of, of cartoony violence than just actual violence violence. But I think it kind of needs a bit of a violent bite to it. Because like you look at cartoons and they are ridiculously violent. Look at Tom and Jerry. Super violent. Yeah. But but again, there's an art to it. There's an art to the slapstick. And I feel that, that especially these the later films, they don't quite get the timing right. They don't quite get the sort of thing. They think that the whole thing is funny as a concept, which I guess it is. But you need you need the timing. You need you need it to have as much impact as possible in in just a short thing. So when someone's kind of like holding on to something electrified and they're just there for ages, it's just not it's just not funny as like a quick shock and being thrown backwards.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, with this, they had the two going on at the same time because there's the, the guy in the chair and the guy in the fence that are both being electrocuted for a long time. Yeah, at the same time.
1: Yeah. Though apparently it is electrified and not electrocuted because electrocuted is killing them. Okay, I've always because it's the it's a portmanteau of electrified and executed. Oh. I learned that the other day. Hmm. I forgot to apply hmm. it when I was talking about people being electrocuted earlier, but uh, that's just one of those things. It's like when people say decimated, but it, it but it means, you know, by a factor Reduce of ten. Reduced by ten. Yeah. 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 So, not terrible. And apparently, Roger Ebert liked this one. I I looked at his saw that, yeah. review, and he actually was saying that he found this actually be slightly better. So far. <laughs> yeah, and I can I can see kind of what he means. I I think hmm. there are some there are some kind of like innovative traps. I do think the kid is better. He's more believable as a kid rather than the the sort of precocious Hollywood actor kid, uh, which you know I think I think I grew tired tired of a long time ago. Uh, it's not Macaulay Culkin's fault, but it's just it's just you know he was he's the kind of blueprint for the more modern take on that whole thing, isn't he? And uh, but I, yeah, I thought this kid was actually pretty good, and uh, yeah, not dog shit, crappy. No, put that on the poster, but not dog shit certain um i will warn you we do get into serious serious dog shit territory soon with this franchise and this is why it's an absolute blight i mean we didn't start off well <laughs> so this this is this is going to be rough
0: well on that um cheerful christmasy note yeah that's it for this week Thank you very much for your time, and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at com. You can find us on Instagram or threads at popcornbucketpod, or on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcap Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast, and subscribe and share. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. Ho, 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 hoed.
1: What he said. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals.
0: And keep the change.